chapter eight which immediately follows chapter six of zastrozzi a romance this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by martin giessen zastrozzi a romance by percy bysshe shelley chapter eight his head reposed upon matilda's bosom he started from it violently as if stung by a scorpion and fell upon the floor his eyes rolled horribly and seemed as if starting from their sockets is she then dead is julia dead in accents scarcely articulate exclaimed verezzi ah matilda was it you then who destroyed her was it by thy jealous hand that she sank to an untimely grave ah matilda matilda say that she yet lives alas what have i to do in this world without julia an empty uninteresting void every word uttered by the hapless verezzi spoke daggers to the agitated matilda again overpowered by the acuteness of his sensations he sank on the floor and in violent convulsions he remained bereft of sense matilda again raised him again laid his throbbing head upon her bosom again as recovering the wretched verezzi perceived his situation overcome by agonizing reflection he relapsed into insensibility one fit rapidly followed another and at last in a state of the wildest delirium he was conveyed to bed matilda found that a too eager impatience had carried her too far she had prepared herself for violent grief but not for the paroxysms of madness which now seemed really to have seized the brain of the devoted verezzi she sent for a physician he arrived and his opinion of verezzi's danger almost drove the wretched matilda to desperation exhausted by contending passions she threw herself on a sofa she thought of the deeds which she had perpetrated to gain verezzi's love she considered that should her purpose be defeated at the very instant which her heated imagination had portrayed as the commencement of her triumph should all the wickedness all the crimes into which she had plunged herself be of no avail this idea more than remorse for her enormities affected her she sat for a time absorbed in a confusion of contending thought her mind was the scene of anarchy and horror at last exhausted by their own violence a deep a desperate calm took possession of her faculties she started from the sofa 
and maddened by the idea of verezzi's danger sought his apartment on a bed lay verezzi a thick film overspread his eye and he seemed sunk in insensibility matilda approached him she pressed her burning lips to his she took his hand it was cold and at intervals slightly agitated by convulsions a deep sigh at this instant burst from his lips a momentary hectic flushed his cheek as the miserable verezzi attempted to rise matilda though almost too much agitated to command her emotions threw herself into a chair behind the curtain and prepared to watch his movements julia julia exclaimed he starting from the bed as his flaming eyeballs were unconsciously fixed upon the agitated matilda where art thou oh thy fair form now moulders in the dark sepulchre would i were laid beside thee thou art now an ethereal spirit and then in a seemingly triumphant accent he added but ere long i will seek thy unspotted soul ere long i will again clasp my lost julia overcome by resistless delirium he was for an instant silent his starting eyes seemed to follow some form which imagination had portrayed in vacuity he dashed his head against the wall and sank overpowered by insensibility on the floor accustomed as she was to scenes of horror and firm and dauntless as was matilda's soul yet this was too much to behold with composure she rushed towards him and lifted him from the floor in a delirium of terror she wildly called for help unconscious of everything around her she feared verezzi had destroyed himself she clasped him to her bosom and called on his name in an ecstasy of terror the domestics alarmed by her exclamations rushed in once again they lifted the insensible verezzi into the bed every spark of life seemed now to have been extinguished for the transport of horror which had torn his soul was almost too much to be sustained a physician was again sent for maddened by desperation in accents almost inarticulate from terror demanded hope or despair from the physician he who was a man of sense declared his opinion that verezzi would speedily recover though he knew not the event which might take place in the crisis of the disorder which now rapidly approached the remonstrances of those around her were unavailing to draw matilda from the bedside of verezzi she sat there a prey to disappointed passion 
silent and watching every turn of the hapless Verezzi's countenance, as bereft of sense he lay extended on the bed before her. The animation which was wont to illumine his sparkling eye was fled. The roseate colour which had tinged his cheek had given way to an ashy paleness. He was insensible to all around him. Matilda sat there the whole day, and silently administered medicines to the unconscious Verezzi, as occasion required. Towards night the physician again came. Matilda's head thoughtfully leant upon her arm as he entered the apartment. "'Ah! what hope! what hope!' wildly she exclaimed. The physician calmed her, and bid her not despair. Then, observing her pallid countenance, he said he believed she required his skill as much as his patient. "'Oh, heed me not!' she exclaimed. "'But how is Verezzi? Will he live or die?' The physician advanced towards the emaciated Verezzi. He took his hand. A burning fever raged through his veins. "'Oh, how is he?' exclaimed Matilda, as anxiously watching the humane physician's countenance. She thought a shade of sorrow spread itself over his features. "'But tell me my fate quickly,' continued she. "'I am prepared to hear the worst.' prepared to hear that he is even dead already as she spoke this a sort of desperate serenity overspread her features she seized the physician's arm and looked steadfastly on his countenance and then as if overcome by unwonted exertions she sank fainting at his feet the physician raised her and soon succeeded in recalling her fleeted faculties. Overcome by its own violence, Matilda's despair became softened, and the words of the physician operated as a balm upon her soul and bid her feel hope. She again resumed her seat, and waited with smothered impatience for the event of the decisive crisis which the physician could now no longer conceal. She pressed his burning hand in hers, and waited with apparent composure for eleven o'clock. Slowly the hours passed. The clock of Passau told each lingering quarter as they rolled away, and hastened towards the appointed time when the chamber door of Verezzi was slowly opened by Ferdinand. Ah, why do you disturb me now?' exclaimed Matilda, whom the entrance of Ferdinand had roused from a profound reverie. "'Signora,' whispered Ferdinand, "'Signor waits below. He wishes to see you there.' "'Ah,' said Matilda thoughtfully, conduct him here ferdinand departed to obey her 
footsteps were heard in the passage and sastrozzi immediately afterwards stood before matilda matilda exclaimed he why do i see you here what accident has happened which confines you to this chamber ah oh, replied matilda in an under voice look in that bed behold verezzi emaciated and insensible in a quarter of an hour perhaps all animation will be fled fled for ever continued she as a deeper expression of despair shaded her beautiful features sastrozzi advanced to the foot of the bed verezzi lay as if dead before his eyes for the ashy hue of his lips and his sunken inexpressive eye almost declared that his spirit was fled sastrozzi gazed upon him with an indefinable expression of insatiated vengeance indefinable to matilda as she gazed upon the expressive countenance of her coadjutor in crime matilda i want you come to the lower saloon i have something to speak to you of said sastrozzi oh if it concerned my soul's eternal happiness i could not now attend exclaimed matilda energetically in less than a quarter of an hour perhaps all i hold dear on earth will be dead with him every hope every wish every tie which binds me to earth oh exclaimed she her voice assuming a tone of extreme horror see how pale he looks sastrozzi bade matilda farewell and went away the physician yet continued watching in silence the countenance of verezzi it still retained its unchanging expression of fixed despair matilda gazed upon it and waited with the most eager yet subdued impatience for the expiration of the few minutes which yet remained she still gazed the features of verezzi's countenance were slightly convulsed the clock struck eleven his lips unclosed matilda turned pale with terror yet mute and absorbed by expectation remained rooted to her seat she raised her eyes and hope again returned as she beheld the countenance of the humane physician lighted up with a beam of pleasure she could no longer contain herself but in an ecstasy of pleasure as excessive as her grief and horror before had been violent in rapid and hurried accents questioned the physician the physician with an expressive smile pressed his finger on his lip she understood the movement and though her heart was dilated with sudden and excessive delight she smothered her joy as she had before her grief and gazed with rapturous emotion on the countenance of verezzi 
as to her expectant eyes a blush of animation tinged his before pallid countenance matilda took his hand the pulses yet beat with feverish violence she gazed upon his countenance the film which before had overspread his eye disappeared returning expression pervaded its orbit but it was the expression of deep of rooted grief the physician made a sign to matilda to withdraw she drew the curtain before her and in anxious expectation awaited the event a deep a long-drawn sigh at last burst from verezzi's bosom he raised himself his eyes seemed to follow some form which imagination had portrayed in the remote obscurity of the apartment for the shades of night were but partially dissipated by a lamp which burnt on a table behind he raised his almost nerveless arm and passed it across his eyes as if to convince himself that what he saw was not an illusion of the imagination he looked at the physician who sat near to and silent by the bedside and patiently awaited whatever event that might occur verezzi slowly arose and violently exclaimed julia julia my long-lost julia come and then more collectedly he added in a mournful tone ah no you are dead lost lost for ever he turned round and saw the physician but matilda was still concealed where am i inquired verezzi addressing the physician safe safe answered he compose yourself all will be well ah but julia inquired verezzi with a tone so expressive of despair as threatened returning delirium oh compose yourself said the humane physician you have been very ill this is but an illusion of the imagination and even now i fear that you labour under that delirium which attends a brain fever verezzi's nerveless frame again sunk upon the bed still his eyes were open and fixed upon vacancy he seemed to be endeavouring to arrange the confusion of ideas which pressed upon his brain matilda undrew the curtain but as her eye met the physician's his glance told her to place it in its original situation as she thought of the events of the day her heart was dilated by tumultuous yet pleasurable emotions she conjectured that were verezzi to recover of which she now entertained but little doubt she might easily erase from his heart the boyish passion which before had possessed it might convince him of the folly of supposing that a first attachment is fated to endure for ever 
and by unremitting assiduity in pleasing him by soft quiet attentions and an affected sensibility might at last acquire the attainment of that object for which her bosom had so long and so ardently panted soothed by these ideas and willing to hear from the physician's mouth a more explicit affirmation of verezzi's safety than his looks had given matilda rose for the first time since his illness and unseen by verezzi approached the physician follow me to the saloon said matilda the physician obeyed and by his fervent assurances of verezzi's safety and speedy recovery confirmed matilda's fluctuating hopes but added the physician though my patient will recover if his mind be unruffled i will not answer for his re-establishment should he see you as his disorder being wholly on the mind may be possibly augmented by the physician paused and left matilda to finish the sentence for he was a man of penetration and judgment and conjectured that some sudden and violent emotion of which she was the cause occasioned his patient's illness this conjecture became certainty as when he concluded he observed matilda's face change to an ashy paleness may i not watch him attend him inquired matilda imploringly no answered the physician in the weakened state in which he now is the sight of you might cause immediate dissolution matilda started as if overcome by horror at the bare idea and promised to obey his commands the morning came matilda arose from a sleepless couch and with hopes yet unconfirmed sought verezzi's apartment she stood near the door listening her heart palpitated with tremulous violence as she listened to verezzi's breathing every sound from within alarmed her at last she slowly opened the door and though adhering to the physician's directions in not suffering verezzi to see her she could not deny herself the pleasure of watching him and busying herself in little offices about his apartment she could hear verezzi question the attendant collectedly yet as a person who was ignorant where he was and knew not the events which had immediately preceded his present state at last he sank into a deep sleep matilda now dared to gaze on him the hectic colour which had flushed his cheek was fled but the ashy hue of his lips had given place to a brilliant vermilion she gazed intently on his countenance a heavenly yet faint smile diffused itself over his countenance his hand slightly moved matilda fearing that he would wake again concealed herself 
she was mistaken for on looking again he still slept she still gazed upon his countenance the visions of his sleep were changed for tears came fast from under his eyelids and a deep sigh burst from his bosom thus passed several days matilda still watched with most affectionate assiduity by the bedside of the unconscious verezzi the physician declared that his patient's mind was yet in too irritable a state to permit him to see matilda but that he was convalescent one evening she sat by his bedside and gazing upon the features of the sleeping verezzi felt unusual softness take possession of her soul an indefinable and tumultuous emotion shook her bosom her whole frame thrilled with rapturous ecstasy and seizing the hand which lay motionless beside her she imprinted on it a thousand burning kisses ah julia julia is it you exclaimed verezzi as he raised his enfeebled frame but perceiving his mistake as he cast his eyes on matilda sank back and fainted matilda hastened with restoratives and soon succeeded in recalling to life verezzi's fleeted faculties End of chapter eight recording by martin geeson in hazelmere surrey